Hello and welcome to another episode of God's Not Done With Us Yet. This is season 2, episode 20, entitled Newness. So, this will be a short episode today, but it is a full episode. So, that is the bright side. And there's another reason why it's, um, things are looking up is because I started watching 90 Day Fiance the other way this week well I started watching it again today which is great I got back on the wagon and I actually um like it again so I was like okay this is good I'm entertained so it is likely I will catch up on 90 Day Fiance the other way but I will probably be caught up with that one to talk about it starting next week but currently I am as I guess I probably just need a break because I was getting a little nine day fiance out because you know there used to be like actually a break in between them you know between you know they done spun out so many times and there'll be a break I probably just was just watching too much of it and I just couldn't keep watching it but uh the break was well needed so I'm watching it fresh and I am entertained and so as a result I would likely be watching it a lot and get caught up because I'm enjoying it but for this week we're just gonna talk about Plathville because that's the only thing I watched as far as reality tv this weekend because there wasn't really anything else on like I looked at different channels for stuff and I didn't see any type of finale special for Married at First Sight there's no type of um, finale special reunion, not finale special reunion for Team Mom 2. And I was like, I was even ready to watch um, Family Vacation, even though I usually don't watch that. Just as have something else to watch, and they haven't even really started that one yet. So, yeah, all I really got was, well, if I had watched uh, 90 Day the other way, I guess I would have had two things, but yeah, that's, whatever. The only thing I could find was Platteville. So I will talk about that. And I guess I could just go ahead and talk about that now. So, Platteville. This is season two. And I don't know if I was doing the show when season one of Platteville was out, but Platteville is a show where it's this family that lives like in Georgia, I want to say. They're in Georgia and they lived like out in the country and they had a ton of children, like not like dug a ton, but a good amount of children, like around nine children or so. And they were trying to live kind of off the grid with these children and everything was going fine and dandy until uh, you know fine and dandy in their eyes the parents eyes everything was going fine and dandy until the second son got married and he's the person he married they stayed fairly close to them so the first daughter did get married but it seems like she moved a good amount of distance away so as a result the parents the parents, essentially, in a long, in a, in a nutshell, the parents are very controlling of their children because they're worried that something bad's going to happen to them if they, 
in the world or whatever. But where are the children going to go after they become grown? So the, so the first daughter, she got married and went far away. And I think that was probably good for the parents with their controlling nature. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, possibly. That's just my guess. I really don't know. But the second son got married and stayed close to them. And as a result, they didn't like how he started living out under their their roof. And they thought the wife was a bad influence because they were doing things like... Uh, he probably drank some beer or something. I really don't remember. I, I think according to last season, the fight started because she didn't use the right tooth. I don't know. Like I said, they were controlling and they're really too close for comfort uh, to uh, with just the way they are, in my opinion. The parents, like they want they want to be able to control every little thing, even though the, the, the boy is grown. And the fact that they're not living life exactly how they would, they, they think he's a bad influence on their remaining children in the house. So they they get kind of weird, even though they are part of family. They get weird about them around their children, the other children, that's their siblings, and it's just as a result, it has caused a lot of tension. So in the last, that's that's kind of where we left off on the last season, and it causes tension because the older children could see how the parents are kind of controlling or limiting their interactions with the um, the married son. And I guess that kind of made them feel some type of way. And also they, they were growing up too. And so the parents were just feeling some type of way about how they were growing up. It was it's it's hard to explain, I guess. I'm not doing the best. So the oldest one, he's like twenty one. Not the oldest, second the first one, I don't know how old she is. She moved far away. And this oldest one, he's like twenty one or something. And he lives like in the t- in the town. So they lived in the country. The son lived in the town, which I think is like Cairo, Georgia or something. And then the next son he was probably like around eighteen. 17, 18 last season, and now this season, he's like 19, so he's out of the house and living on his own because he's 19, but also the strange thing is the next child is 17, and she's living out the house with the 19-year-old because I guess she had enough with, with the being under the rules of the house, which is so interesting because they're supposed to be so strict or trying to be strict, but the daughter is gone at 17. She don't even live in the house no more. That's very interesting to me. Um, she's still, I, I don't even know if she's graduated yet or got her GED thing because apparently, according to the episode, she's not really able to graduate. She ha- she'll just have to study for a GED. That's what the 19-year-old, I don't know if he already got his GED or just had to study for it because the, I, I guess how their homeschool works. I don't know how how the homeschool will. I if you could graduate with a diploma with your homeschool, apparently these children are not qualifying, so they have to get their GED, 
when they're done with homeschooling. So it's just very interesting. I think how, and that makes kind of makes me about think about the Duggars. So I guess, you know, the Duggars, they kind of stayed in the house after they turned 18 for the most part. It's starting to change. Some of the Duggar boys, they're, they're getting 18 and they're, the first few ones are starting to move out before getting married. But like the remaining unmarried older girl is still living in the house with the Duggars, um, Jana, whatever, with these Platteville people, I guess, however they've been raising them, I guess the Duggars gave them enough freedom or there's enough children. Or I really don't know for them to seem to be transitioning in adulthood a little bit easier than these Platteville people. Well, maybe because the Duggars seem to be more connected. Like they actually seem to go to a church and they got friends in the community and things of that nature. And it seemed like the parents in these Platteville show, they kind of stick to themselves. They don't seem to go to any type of church because um, the second oldest child, they, they had like an episode last season, they went to church and they're like, you know, they didn't even like that they were going to that church because that was just too much to go to church or something. I don't know. So the parents seem very distrustful of a lot of stuff. Like, so as a result, I guess just only having nine children and not talking to anyone, like the, the children do not want to stay in the house <laughs> once they turn 18, 19, I guess even 17 or so. But I guess that's not all the way true because um, the little there's another child in the house that's like 16 and she seems to it seems like she might make it till 18. She says she's not staying that much longer. But, uh, so yeah. I think that's just what it is. The parents are so controlling and not trusting. It seems like these children are wanting to leave as soon as possible. And the first two got married. And from what I can see, well, the first one was a girl. So I guess the guy just took care of them. I really don't know. I didn't watch that. They didn't really show how the first one left. The second one was a guy, and essentially this girl has been taking care of this. This, I'm not mean that he's taking care of him. Like I, I think he's he's going to work and holding a job and stuff. But she's pretty much. She seems to be the like the more rational one with with stuff. Like for example, he, on this episode, he went. He liked to go for this drive, and. That's just his favorite thing to do. And he would drive on old cars and it's all fine and dandy. But he like forgetting to fill it up with gas. And the thing broke out down on the side of the road and it breaks down a lot. And he's like, oh, well, it just breaks out. I'll just fix it. And oh, it just ran out of gas. I'll just, you know, move it to the side and get just enough to get down to the gas station. Like just stuff like that. It seems like, you know. It's just, it seems like the girl's the more rational one. So she seems kind of be looking out for him. And so these other two children are moving out. They don't even have someone to really take them under their wing and like show, like, oh, this is how you navigate yourself outside of this farm life. And so there seems to be, they seem, we missed some of that transition because it's been like a break for filming. But that was kind of what they were showing on the episode. Like, it seems like the the 17-year-old and 19-year-old has been going through some growing pains. 
transition to living on their own. They're kind of learning a lot of things the hard way that they wish they were feeling a little bit more prepared for in the real world. And maybe the parents were just thinking they were going to be in the house or be with them forever for their early... I really don't know. I don't know what the parents were... But it's, it's kind of sad, like, the children is trying to tell, like, what they need and, like, what they need to do for the next next children coming up to be ready to transition into the world. And the parents, instead of maybe taking notes, they're too busy being offended and being hurt. Like, oh, you're saying I didn't do enough as a parent and I did everything I could. And, like, you're the parent. Of course the kid's going to complain about what you didn't do. That's just, that's just children. Like... I feel like they were expecting too much for them, ch- their children. Like, oh, you, 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 like, I feel like a child shouldn't have to worry about, oh, how should I deliver this to my parent? Like, it's like a baby. It's irritating to a parent to have the baby cry, but it's a baby. Like, you, all the baby knows how to do to express his needs is cry. And I feel like all a teenager know how to do is kind of be kind of blunt with their complaint. And I, I just, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way that the parents are like, Oh, they just were telling me that I did everything I could and it wasn't enough and it wasn't good enough. It's like, you know, no one's perfect. I don't I don't feel like there was I feel like they're just misinterpreting everything they were saying with a with a um lens of hurt. And I feel like as the parent you kinda have to just be the bigger person with stuff like that and maybe take notes so that your younger children can tra- transition a little better. So uh so yeah, that's just the biggest thing I got was like that that scripture. It says like train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old and they will he will not depart from thee. I feel like the parents didn't really think about that. Maybe I'm sure they read that that scripture. I think they they say they're like Christian people or whatever. But it says train up a child in the way they should go. Like, you have to train them up ready to go. And I feel like they kind of missed that point. They were trying, it seemed like they're tra- they training them up so they could stay or train them up so they wouldn't even have the tools to go. And, and as a result, the children are getting older and they seem to be kind of departing from them, from the parents, you know. They're not having a good relationship with the parents and they're, as they're getting older. And that's kind of unfortunate. Like, if you train them up well, that they can depart well and transition well, then they'll have good feelings about their parents and want to, you know, still be in their lives. And I'm not really seeing that as the children get older. They're not, it's really strained them being around the parents. So, of course, that is what um, I'm going to be praying for uh, today. I'll be praying for those parents that they will because yeah I think they're they're being controlling because it's not I'm yes in their minds it's because they love their children and they don't want bad things to happen to them because apparently they had a hard time at life when they're at in their 20s or or something like that like they they live sort of a hard party type life and it kind of you know the consequences of that they got hurt and whatever and bruised and, you know, maybe a little jaded. I really don't know. But as a result, 
I feel like they they say they're doing this because of love, but I feel like the things they're doing they're operating out of fear, and because of that fear, they're getting controlling, and that's not a good result, and that's smothering them, the children. I feel, and and it's never good to operate or do things out of fear because the results are not that great. So I'm going to pray that the parents become less fearful and they can trust that the Lord protects their child and you know you let God of what to do about raising their children and I'll I want to pray for the children the ones that are older that they can forgive you know the things the parents have done like inadvertently trying to do their best but they kind of hurt them and smothered them and things of that nature so yeah I'm just going to pray that, that God like helps their family dynamic because it's really uh strained, I guess. Oh, yeah. And the weird thing, and that's why I say this is another element of control. The weird thing, the parents, they lived out in the country last season, but now they don't move into the town where the little, the married, all the other children who moved out lives. Not the oldest one. We don't know where she lived, but the ones who moved out and then moved to the town to get some distance they moved to the town so they live like literally yards away from those the children and I kind of feel like so they can keep a closer eye keep a closer tab on them which is like they they gone uh yeah so it's it's interesting so they kind of can't help but they run into each other because it's like a small town and they literally live like down the block from each other. So, and I feel like it's probably maybe could have been a little bit better. It's already, I feel like it's just too close for them to move away to them. It's, it's how how the parents are. But regardless, that's going to be the setup for this, this season. I will watch it because I was entertained enough the first episode. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully they figure it out. They can get along by the end of the season. But uh, but yeah, that's what I'm going to pray about. And I guess I can just go ahead and start praying now. Lord, I just thank you for your goodness, Lord, and your graciousness. Thank you for your kindness, for your mercies that, that are new upon us each and every day. That you give us new birth mercies each day. And I just thank you for your love and care. Today, I would like to pray for the, the people on the show called Platteville, Lord. I just pray for parents on that show that you, I'm, I'm sure parenting is not an easy thing. And so not only do I pray for those parents, I pray for all parents. Like they're trying to raise their children in the best way possible. You know, they, I'm sure, especially ones who, who you know, claim you, who are following you, Jesus, that they, they know about that scripture that says train up a child in the way that you go when they are old, they depart from you. So Lord, I just pray that they don't look into their own wisdom, their own knowledge, but they trust you to lead and guide them on how to raise their children. And also remember like, you know, how how you may lead the guy lead and guide to raise one child, those may that may not work for another child because every child has like a different disposition and different needs and different levels of boundaries and things of that nature. So I just pray that they they release that. Remember that they're your children, Lord. And they they just release their trust unto you, Lord, that you can take care of them, you can surround them, you can protect them, Lord. 
as they um as they you know do what they can but then trust you to do the do the main work of keeping them safe and keeping them protected and making sure that that you know just trust that just like how they could those parents can follow you and find you and follow you that the children can hear from you and be be led by you in, in the same way so I just pray that you um give all parents this wisdom on how to raise children in today's world like I do understand the world can be very scary there's like a lot of craziness out in the world that you want to shield and protect your children from but I just pray that parents can realize that there's no way no way um, physically that you can shield and protect your child. The only thing you can do is really trust you, Lord, to protect them in all their ways and, and, and everything they do. So I just pray that, you know, when they feel fear and when they feel, um, feel you know, they, they, they don't act out, out of fear. Whatever, you know, whenever they feel fear and things like nature instead, they remember that you have not given them a spirit of fear, but you give them a spirit of power and a love and a sound mind. And I just especially pray that for um, the family parents or that they remember your word uh, concerning that, Lord. And they just, they just, that they just release all those fears to you, Lord. Anything that's concerning them, anything that's bothering them, I pray that they can bring that to you and they can hear from you on how to move forward. Lord, I just thank you that you are a miracle worker, that you are a life giver, you're a life bringer, Lord. You're the bread of life, Lord. So anything that seems dead, any type of relationship that seems ruined, Lord, I thank you for bringing new life and new remedies to um, those relationships, the things that the parents may need to do, may need to repent of. I pray that you just quicken their hearts to repent of those things, Lord. Give them the words to say. Give them the attitudes to, to be, or Help them with their disposition, Lord. Help them um, to realize, you know, what conversation is not always about you having your way or you being right, but listening and hearing hearing from that that the other individual and getting understanding from that other other individual and not taking things um, humbling yourself and not taking things that they may say personally even though it may be hurtful kind of to understand maybe maybe Lord you can bring a miracle and bring some um maybe they might need a, a, a outside party to help um help mend their their relationship and help yeah really help those parents Lord I pray that you just help them have more community I guess they did have community there like people was telling on the children and whatnot but have a a some type of some type of resource of a positive community that that's uplifting and and wants to bring people together instead of bring seeds of discord in Jesus name I just pray that any weapon formed against someone not prosper especially weapons that want to cause discord wants to cause strife wants to cause division Lord because I know it's your um, desire for it to be unity I just pray that any issues that they have with any like the the wife or the son and things of that nature I just pray that you just bring forgiveness to the parents hearts and that they realize that it's okay to let their children go on and and make decisions for themselves and things of that nature and I just pray for like the next children coming up that they're able to transition out of their household more smoothly lord in jesus name 
I pray that you just give the parents wisdom on how to educate the remaining children so that they're prepared for or more prepared for the real world in Jesus' name. And I just pray that you give the children, um, remaining children in the house and the older children trying to navigate the world. Just I pray that you just supernaturally bring some wisdom to them that they can make good and edifying decisions, Lord, that they don't have to learn things the hard way or go through um, hardships unnecessarily, Lord. I just pray that you can hear from you like never before on where to step and where not to step in Jesus' name. And what I also pray, what I was praying, what I thought about was uh, I just pray that you heal Ethan's and Olivia's marriage. They said on this episode they were going through some strains just due to the issues with the parents and things of that nature. And they are saying they decided they really wanted to fight for their marriage and things of that nature. I just pray that you bring resources all around them to help them to be strong in their marriage and get through whatever the issues are that they're experiencing. And that you can be able to strengthen their bond and help them to get through this hard part better than they, how they were before in Jesus' name. I just pray that even though it may have been the enemy's desire for this show to be a, a picture of, of family strife and turmoil, I just pray that this story can turn into a beautiful story into reconciliation and unity and, and turn around, Lord, and, and something that is a good reflection upon you in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. So yeah, that that is a little short and sweet prayer for the family Plathville. <laughs> I will continue to watch them and hopefully this season will turn out much better. We'll see, you know, even if this season does turn out good. I'm going to have faith just by praying for these people. I'm sure other people who are watching this show will feel inclined to pray for the family. And as a result, things will be most much better for them. And I just also pray that things will be much better to you, the listeners. Um, I just pray that, you know, this, this type of show increases your faith that prayer really does change things prayer really does make things better like just me and my personal life just like how I pray for these shows the people in the shows I pray about my life I pray about the things concerning me just like a conversation with God and I hope that you are doing the same because I truly believe that prayer changes things it really changes your outlook it really helps in my opinion, especially if you pray in the mornings and things of that nature, you can pray at night or during the day or whenever. Even like if I'm like feeling stressed in the middle of the week, I'll like take a break, like a little five minute break or whatever to just be like, just pray a little bit. Like, Lord, I just need to recenter God. Just Lord, please help me to get through this day. Please help me to have wisdom of how to get through this thing that may be stressing me or or I just feel tired or please just give me a new strength or a new strength to get through the rest of the day and I feel like it really makes a difference and really helps my outlook and really just helps my countenance and how I feel about everything like you know it says in the in the, in the word cast your cares to the Lord because he cares for you he also says you know be anxious for nothing because in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. And it says, um, 
and the peace of God that surrounds, that surpasses all understanding will surround your or it says surround or guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And that's something like you don't have to do just by acknowledging God and inviting him a little bit into your life. He supernaturally surrounds you and guards your mind and guards your heart. And, you know, when you have some, some the Lord who is like a supreme, ultimate God guarding your heart and guiding your mind, things just go so much smoother, high thinking life. It's just so much better to release those worries. Because a lot of things that we worry about, they really don't matter. And I just feel like things go so much better. So I really hope that you are doing that, like how I have discovered. And I really hope that you have a great week. And, you know, next week I'll be back with, you know, Platteville and hopefully 90 Day Fiance the other way. So, bye.